how is this out and about? Thought I'd see if anybody wants to play some round ball. You're listening to the Bet Slippin' Podcast Daily NBA Show. Featuring Jeff Clark from USA Today Sportsbook Wire. What up, homies? I got a jam-packed March 16th Bet Slippin' Podcast NBA Daily Show for you. That's why I'm a little late in producing and recording this podcast, but I have five best bets in the 12 game slate. And I got to be honest, I'm a little on tilt after my two and one Tuesday. I hit with the Memphis Grizzlies minus six and a half points over the Indiana Pacers. They crushed the Pacers. That was a rocking chair cover. And then we took the Phoenix Suns minus four and a half over the New Orleans Pelicans, which was uh, the New Orleans Pelicans flirted with some. Um, flirted with covering that game but uh, the Phoenix Suns handled them pretty pretty comfortably in fact they uh, got so much of a lead in the second half that they rested Devin Booker in the fourth quarter which is why we only went two for uh, two and one in yesterday's four game slate I took Devin Booker over 27 and a half points he scored 19 points in the first half had 27 points at the end of the third quarter and because Phoenix was trouncing New Orleans as bad as they were Devin Booker didn't need to play the fourth quarter and we lost by a half point I had a couple people hit me up said they they listened to my advice shot for the best numbers and got Booker at um, 26 and a half points so good job by you um, I'm happy for you but I took a loss both on my personal account and on my bet slip and NBA podcast um, overall record. My record this week is four and three. I'm 21 and 12 in March, and I'm 84 and 62 since starting this podcast in the beginning of 2022. So I'm rolling pretty good here, but I am a little tilted after last night. I almost got six best bets on tonight's card, but I only got five in my account. Uh, the Dallas Mavericks. Brooklyn Nets game got up to three and a half point favorites for the Dallas Mavericks. I took Dallas's money line earlier this morning. Three and a half is a sharp number, so I can't honestly give that one out. Uh, but my five best bets are the Denver Nuggets minus six and a half points at the Washington Wizards. I'm going with the Timberwolves minus five and a half points in the first half against the Los Angeles Lakers. I'm taking five and a half points at the Chicago Bulls visiting the Utah Jazz. Also grabbing two and a half points with the Boston Celtics visiting the Golden State Warriors. And I'm laying one and a half points with the Toronto Raptors on the road against the Los Angeles Clippers. All those odds are provided by our wonderful sponsor, Typico Sportsbook, who is a global sports betting leader that's now live in New Jersey and Colorado. You can make your favorite sports more interesting with Typico's fast and easy mobile sportsbook app. New users from this podcast can get a special welcome bonus at usatodaybet.com slash podcast. That's usatodaybet.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions do apply, and you must be 21 or older to game, so please see Typico's website for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER for New Jersey, 1-800-522-4700 for Colorado. Okay, once again, it's a 12-game slate, Wednesday, March 16th. I have five best bets. Kind of tilting, but I also did a, a whole bunch of homework on all these handicaps, so I think I'm coming at you with sharp stuff. Uh, fade or follow me, though, at your peril. First game, I'm taking the Denver Nuggets minus 6.5 points, visiting the Washington Wizards. 
Uh, Denver's 41 and 28. Washington's 29 and 38. Washington's fighting for the final playing seed in the East. Don't know if they'll get there. They got to make up, I think, like a four-game margin on the Charlotte Hornets and/or Atlanta Hawks. But um, I'm on Denver here because they light up bad defenses, and Washington's a bad defense. They're 24th in defensive rating and the non-garbage time. Um, for the season and 29th over the last two weeks. Well, Denver is 22 and three straight up versus bottom 10 defenses. They have a plus 10.2 adjusted net rating, which is sixth in the NBA, and a plus 3.9 ATS differential, which is fifth in the NBA, according to CleaningTheGlass.com. Also, I think Nikola Jokic just works. Kristaps Porzingis in this game. Um, Jokic has outscored KP 22 points to 20 and a half per game in their, how many meetings have they played? Geez. Um, in their 10 career head-to-head meetings, he's out shooting him by 12 percentage points, um, 6 percentage points from behind the arc, and he's out rebounding him 9.3 rebounds to 8.1 rebounds per game. Washington has really no interior defense. Jokic should have his way. And again, they light up bad defenses. So I'm willing to lay the points here. Also, Washington doesn't have the backcourt to exploit Denver's weakness, which is its backcourt. Um, they're still on backup point guard. Denver is Monty Morris wait, awaiting uh, Jamal Murray's return to action. And I think Aaron Gordon, the defensive wing for Denver, should neutralize Washington's best player, which is Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma struggles. I'm not really sure where Washington gets points here. It's a big number. Um, most of the market's probably on Denver, but I don't really care. Um, just given how well they play against bad defenses, I'm terrible Washington is defensively. I'll lay six and a half with Denver. Next game is the Minnesota Timberwolves. I'm taking five or laying five and a half points on their first half um, spread against the Los Angeles Lakers. They are favored for the full game. Minnesota's favorite eight and a half. I think that's a a fine play as well. If you don't feel comfortable laying the eight and a half, there are some injury news. Uh, injury things to sweat with Minnesota, hence or um, such as Jared Vanderbilt and Patrick Beverly being listed as questionable. But either way, the Lakers have known show, have no showed in the last three games. They have a minus 16 first half margin over the last three games, and um, their previous loss against the Toronto Raptors, a game that we took the Toronto Raptors in, they lost 114 to 103, and that score was a lot. Um, or that game was a lot further, um, is a lot worse than the final score indicates. Toronto was up 26 to four in the first quarter before they just let up on the gas. And, 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 um, I don't know. They didn't, they didn't, they only beat the, uh, uh, Lakers by 11 points, even though they were up by 20 plus in the first quarter. So they could have pretty much picked their, uh, number to land on against the Lakers and the Lakers only, um, path to victory is really LeBron James going nuts. Only two wins since the All-Star break. LeBron scored 50 and 56 in. Also, Minnesota has the second best first half ROI or return on investment this season, and LA has the second worst um, first half ATS record um, this season. Also, 
Minnesota's identity is similar to Toronto's, who just smacked the Lakers. Both teams have high defensive turnover rates, really uh, pressure ball handlers, and crash the glass. Well, the Lakers have a high offensive turnover rate. They're pretty clumsy with the basketball, and they can't defensive rebound to save their lives. I think they're 22nd defensive rebounding rate, and they have LeBron James playing at the center. So uh, Carl Anthony Towns and and Jared Vanderbilt, if they should play in this game, should um, clean up the glass pretty easily. And um, because of the Lakers' recent just no shows, um, I think they're not gonna they're not gonna get up for this game. Also against Minnesota, um, Minnesota has a little more to play for. They're trying to chase or they're chasing Denver the, for the sixth and final non-playing seed in the Western Conference. Whereas the Lakers only get up for nationally televised primetime games, and that's when LeBron. Um, really turns it up and and, and can go off. He's not going to go off, I don't think, in Minnesota on a Wednesday night. So let's take the Timberwolves minus 5.5 in the first half. Uh, Next best bet I got, I'm taking the points of the Chicago Bulls. Right now they're 6.5 points. I'll grab that 6.5 as they visit the Utah Jazz. Um, Let me make sure the injury report is what it is. Okay. Um, Zach Levine is listed as probable. Bohan Bogdanovich is listed as out. So I'll take Chicago plus the points because I think they match up pretty well with Utah. They beat, they outperformed the Jazz in three of the four factors in their first meeting where both teams were at full strength, uh, which was a Chicago uh, victory. I believe they won that game. Hold on, I'll get the specific score. They won that game 107-99 in Utah. Now Utah is a much tougher uh, home team. That's why I don't really see much value in sprinkling on Chicago's uh, chunky money line, even though it is at plus 225, which looks nice, especially because um, they're much better in tight games than Utah. Utah's actually got a losing record in the clutch, whereas Chicago's 22-15 and 15 with the fifth-best clutch net rating. But um, why Chicago matches up well with Utah is because um, Utah has really poor ball security. They got a minus 2% in uh, turnover rate differential. Um, and Chicago's second-ranked defensive rebounding um, rate kind of negates Utah's high offensive rebounding rate. Also, hopefully Chicago speeds the tempo up because they have a major strength on weakness edge and fast-break basketball. Chicago is the best offensive efficiency in the fast-break, and Utah is 24th in fast-break defensive efficiency. So I like the Bulls plus 6.5. Bottom line is I think the Jazz are frauds, and we're getting a bit of a line freeze here in the market. Um, now it's starting to go towards Utah, but a, like a vast majority of the action on according to all different types of websites or all different betting websites have the Jazz getting um, a lot more of the money and a lot more of the public support. So it took a while for them to steam this number up. It's starting to go up for the Jazz, so I would wait until closer to tip-off. But the Bulls plus the points um, is the play here for me. So let's lock that in as our was a third best bet. Uh, the next one, we're going with the Boston Celtics plus two and a half as they visit the Golden State Warriors. This is the second of a uh, ESPN doubleheader, uh, primetime doubleheader. Um, I don't see very much value in the money line for Boston, which is only plus 110. And right now, actually, Boston's only plus one and a half, not two and a half uh, with the points. So we're still going to take the points um, just to be safe. 
Um, but I guess, you know, if I'm taking Boston plus one and a half, I definitely like them to win this game outright. But most of the action is on Golden State, at least according to pregame.com. But this number has dropped from four and a half. Uh, the Warriors favored four and a half down to one and a half. So uh, there's some reverse line movement in Boston's direction. Also, Tatum has been balling, and he plays pretty well against Draymond. I think Draymond's going to be asked to do a little too much here, having to defend Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown on the wing. But Boston's 6-3 and three straight up versus Golden State when both Tatum and Draymond play. Uh, Tatum's averaging an efficient 21 points per game on uh, 47, 37, and 90% shooting. He's also averaging 33 points per game on very efficient scoring um, or shooting since the uh, All-Star game. So Tatum's balling right now. I think at current form, he's the best player in this game or best player on the floor. Also, Boston's just more efficient and profitable in these spots. Both these teams are top 10 in defensive rating and um, net rating, but Boston has a better ATS record on the road versus winning teams than Golden State does at home versus winning teams, and Boston's second in both adjusted net rating and ATS differential versus teams in the top 10, and they're also second in both adjusted net rating and ATS margin versus top 10 uh, defenses. They're ahead of Golden State against top 10 teams in both net rating and ATS margin and top 10 defenses. Also, Boston 7-1 and one against the number in their last eight visits to Golden State. So they play well in this game, in this building, uh, or in this, uh, in this area, I guess, you know, Golden State went from Oracle to Chase Center somewhat recently, but Boston plays well in Golden State. Tatum plays really well against Draymond Green, and I think uh, Boston's uh, disappointing loss to Dallas Sunday um, can help motivate them and uh, give us a better price on Boston. Well, it was better earlier this morning, but we're taking Boston plus one and a half here. And my final best bet, as I'm going with the Raptors, uh, minus, I'll go minus one and a half on the spread, which is minus one twelve. I like the money line as well at minus one twenty five. Um, but Toronto has several strength on weakness edges over the Los Angeles Clippers. The Clippers have Paul poor ball security. They're dead last in defensive rebounding rate, and they allow the second or the twenty second in fast break points per game allowed. Toronto's top three and points per game off of turnovers, fast break points per game, and second chance points per game. They pressure ball handlers, turn it into easy points, get out in transition, and they crash the glass, leading the easy second chance points. Also, Toronto's best player, Pascal Siakam, I think is going to tear up Marcus Morris here. Um, And if Fred Van Vliet plays, I know he's questionable. Um, I really like uh, the Golden State's back or. Toronto's backcourt against Los Angeles. Also, uh, Toronto head coach Nick Nurse is one of the few guys who are actually, I think, better than Ty Lue, the head coach of the Los Angeles Clippers. And this is a better spot for Toronto. They're 13-6 and six against the number on the road versus winning teams. 11-3 and three when laying one to two and a half points. 5-2 and two in their last seven games versus L.A., and they beat them 
116-108 earlier this year in Toronto. Um, LA is just 4-8 and eight against the number at home versus winning team. So we're going to lay 1.5 points of the Toronto Raptors. We're also um, taking 1.5 points of the Boston Celtics. Got it there a little late on that number, but I still like the Celtics. We're grabbing 6.5 points of the Chicago Bulls visiting the Utah Jazz. Laying 5.5 points of the Timberwolves in the first half money line against or first half spread against the Los Angeles Lakers. And then we're laying six and a half points as they visit the Wizards in the nation's capital. Those are your five best bets for Wednesday, March 16th, NBA 12-game slate. Best of luck whether you fade or follow me. If you're in Colorado, New Jersey, be sure to check out Typico Sportsbook. Use our sign-up link. Um, before placing a bet. If you're not in either one of those states, please shop around for the best numbers and also always check for the most up-to-date injury reports. Best of luck whether you guys fade or follow me, and I'll holler at you all tomorrow. Peace. Thought I'd see if anybody wants to play some round ball. You're listening to the Bet Slippin' Podcast Daily NBA Show featuring Jeff Clark from USA Today Sportsbook Wire.